Hello besties, we are back with another episode of your Manifesting Bestie podcast for the week. I am your host, Flora, and we are diving into all things mindset and manifestation in this season. And today we're going to be talking about a very, very, very highly requested podcast talking all about tying manifestation into religious scripture. And this is something that I think we've touched on almost on every episode is comparing a couple of verses and how they tie into manifestation together so smoothly. It's almost like they're talking about the exact same thing. (laughs) And the reason a lot of people have requested this is because it really does stretch your mind into understanding that these concepts are not new. They have been around for quite some time and they have been right in front of our faces. Um, And the way that we interpret things do matter. They do make a huge significance on the way that we believe, on the way that we create, on the way that we operate, on the way that we think, act, behave. And it's really important to know that we do have this power and this power was granted to us and we're here to utilize it. And it's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing to tap into our creative mode. So let's tap into this episode and really keep an open mind when I'm going over these specific topics. Some people might feel a little bit opposed to what I'm talking about and that's totally okay. Again, I'm not here to convince you. I do want you to open your mind though and stretch your beliefs, stretch your mind to new thinking um, because this is really crucial to know and it's difficult to ignore it once you see it. So let's dive right in. We're going to go over a couple of different verses and tie it directly into manifestation, law of attraction, law of assumption, the law of vibration, the law of increase, everything really does uh, tie into universal laws. So let's get to it. So the very first verse we're going to start off with is like the most basic one that I always touch on um, from Matthew 21, 22, I believe as I've written down. And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Uh, that is like a direct correlation to Law of attraction, law of assumption. When you are asking for something, you are commanding it to appear in your reality. And if you believe you have already received the answer to that prayer, it will manifest, right? This is really um, 3D creation, conscious creation. This is how our physical world has been created. And we have been given this power to make the command mentally. So for example, if... I want to manifest, let's say, a million dollars or whatever amount you want to manifest. When you quote unquote ask for it, that is a form of mental prayer. Uh, Dr. Joseph Murphy calls it spiritual prayer. You can call it whatever type of prayer you want. But that mental affirmation that you're stating is a command. If you believe in the command that you make... That belief, and we went over this in last uh, last week's episode, that belief is what's going to drive the manifestation to appear. So the Bible is not saying anything different. It's actually confirming that this is a factual process. This is real. This is how reality creation works. You want an answer to your problem. You want that issue to go away. You want a resolution. You want to manifest the real solution to it. Well, you pray for it mentally and you believe that it's already here. It will show up for you. 
So that, I mean, if, if we really want to talk about reality creation, that is the gist of it. And it's blatantly stated in the Bible, so it's really difficult to ignore that part. And now the most important factor to note about this is the emphasis on believing. Because when you ask for something and you don't believe that you can have it, it's going to be really difficult for you to physically manifest it, right? It's not going to be a match. Your desire won't be a match to your belief system, and that's when your vibration is completely off. So literally the Bible over here is talking about matching up your frequency with the desire. Matching up your belief system with the desire in hand. You will receive what you want if you believe that you have it. And there's a second verse that's also very similar that they go into in Mark 11, 24. Um, it's a similar version. It says, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Point blank, period. Whatever you ask for in private, in prayer, in your mental state, believe that it's already here. Believe it's already present. Believe that it's already yours and you can receive it. Now, I found another verse that's uh, a little bit similar. It's Matthew 7, 7. This will be a second one that we're going to go over. And it says, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Now, I think in this verse, they're more so talking about self-belief. I think um, they're trying to plant God um, like a seed into the, the mind of the followers of self-belief and assuring them that the only thing they need to do is ask, right? And they will receive the answer. And to ask with conviction, to ask with the utmost belief that they can have it because they're granted everything in God's kingdom. And the portion of saying, seek and you shall find, I mean, when you go into a goal and, and pursue it, the utmost certainty that you're going to have it, you're going to receive it, you're going to accomplish it, um, universal laws will always kick in and jump in and make it happen for you. There's no other outcome that's possible uh, with that mindset. Your subconscious is going to manifest that reality for you. It's exactly the same thing in this verse. So knowing and believing that you're deserving of something will automatically qualify you as a vibrational match to the thing that you desire. So uh, with all honesty, like ask yourself, the thing that I'm manifesting, do I feel worthy of receiving it? If it's a worthiness issue, if it's a self-worth issue where you're like, I don't think I'm worthy of that money, I don't think I'm worthy of that love or that health, what have I done to receive that, all of that can get thrown completely out the window because you're not asked to prove your worthiness. You're worthy just for being alive and just for being who you are. And if you believe in receiving what you want and you understand who you are, you already know your worth. You already know you can have it all. And this actually ties into... One of my favorite books by Abraham Hicks, Ask and It Is Given. That's really like a direct correlation to this verse. It's crazy how all of this just adds up and people still think we're all on like opposite pages. We're not. <laughs> we're literally interpreting the same thing um, explained in different ways, hinting at the same exact fact. The fact being, you get exactly what you want. Do you believe in it? Do you feel you're worthy of it? You'll get it. And that's that. That's like the bottom line of it. Okay, and then let's jump into the third verse that I was looking at. Because this is going to just get better and better. The third verse says, The kingdom of heaven is within. Luke 17, 21. Um, hello? <laughs> like that, honestly, when, when have we not spoken about the fact that the subconscious within 
the God that lies dormant within is our creative power. Like I always say, the conversations you have in your mind are not private. They're the conversations you have with the creator because the creator is within. So this is saying that God's kingdom is inside of you. There is no external force. There is no external location. There is no external God. There is no external heaven. Everything is internal. So ask yourself, am I creating heaven on earth for myself or am I going to continue living in hell with my own state of mind? It's your choice. It's your daily choice. The way that you perceive everything is what you're creating. So you have the opportunity to look at the 10 things that are going really fucking well for you right now and realize you're living in heaven and keep creating more of it through the law of increase based on what you choose to focus on. Or you can wake up every day and look at the 10 things that make you really, really upset and grow your problems over and over again through, again, the law of increase because you're a vibrational match for the struggle and for the helplessness and for the sadness and for the anger and the resentment. So if it's saying the kingdom of heaven lies within, that is super powerful. That's so important to know that we're really creating everything internally. No external forces are putting anything onto us. They're not forcing anything onto us. There's no coercion. There's, there's no force. It's attraction. We attract who we are being internally. We are creating these environments inside of us. As within, so without. It's a proven fact over and over again. So if we want to change our external reality, we have to change our internal world. So if you would stop focusing so much on your current reality and all the things that you don't like and you would spend more time visualizing the kind of reality that you do want to experience, it's going to bring you so much more inner peace and place you in alignment with your exact desires. So you don't need to be seeking satisfaction from external realities or from external things or validation from external people. Focus on the inner peace, the inner happiness, and that's what you're going to create externally because God's kingdom lies within you. All right, let's jump into verse four that we looked up. I and my father are one. John 10 30. And there's a lot of references in the Bible that refer to this, pointing out that we're not flesh, blood, and bone. Like we are more than our physical bodies that we're just carrying out in this time and space. Um, and I remember, what was it in the script that I was reading? It said something along the lines of Jesus said before Abraham was, I am. Now, if you are familiar with the work of the late and great Wayne Dyer, you'll know the significance of I am, as well as the work of Neville Goddard, as well as the work of Joseph Murphy. The I am is so significant to the subconscious mind and transforming it subliminally. This is why we have I am affirmations. This is why people play I am affirmation uh, nighttime sleep tapes, right? Because it transforms the subconscious mind, the internal God, the I am within. And to add on top of that, in uh, the verse of John 14, 11, Jesus says, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. And John 10, 30 says, I and my Father are one. So this refers to the fact that we are not limited to our bodies, but uh, we're actually one with source. We're one with the creator. And we have the same capabilities and the same capacity to create our realities. We're like these little 
mini gods running around. So God lies dormant within us. And this is, again, something we talked about on the very first podcast episode called Your Invisible Power. Your invisible power is the God within. And the God within is creating everything in your external reality based on the commands that you're giving it, right? So if I and my father are one, I being you and me, the father being source, if we are one, we are made out of the same energetic force, we are made out of the same cloth, that means I am a creator like my father, like my source energy. We're not separate. Nothing actually can ever separate us from source. We are always together because source is inside of us and each of us living out uh, different experiences, different realities based, again, based on our beliefs and the commands that we're giving internally. Number five, verse uh, Proverbs 23.7. This is a very popular one that everyone's going to know. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. This is straight to the point. It's very, again, it's very difficult to read these verses and deny the power of manifestation. The fact that we have been taught manifestation from this long ago, right? Like thousands and thousands of years ago. So as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. This is straight to the point. It's suggesting that everything that we believe internally and what we think and the frequency that we're vibrating at is what we are calling in. It's what we are attracting. It is what we are creating. It is the timeline that we're living. Your heart is where you experience your emotions. What is emotions? It's energy in motion. Your energetic frequency that you align with is the reality that you are creating. If you're energetically and emotionally aligned with sadness and struggle, you're going to be creating more of those experiences in your reality. If you are energetically and emotionally aligned with happiness, joy, gratitude, you're going to be aligned with a lot of love and a lot of abundance and a lot more things to be appreciative and grateful for. So the heart in this verse is really referring to and signifying our deepest beliefs, our deep-rooted dominant belief systems. What do we uh, subconsciously manifest? We are manifesting our dominant belief systems. What do we have to do in order to change what we're manifesting? We have to change our dominant beliefs. How do we do that? We do that with self-talk work, with transforming the subconscious mind. This is everything that you guys know I teach on my podcast, in my workshop, on my TikTok, on my live streams, all of it, right? So your dominant set of beliefs are the neural pathways that are in your mind. To transform these neural pathways and manifest a new reality, we have to create new neural pathways, new dominant set of beliefs. So this is what the verse is referring to when it says, as a man thinks in his heart, your heart is the deepest rooted beliefs that you have, and it's controlling literally everything in your 3D setting. Okay, this next verse is really good. I I, swear, I think they just keep getting better and better and sounding more and more like Law of attraction, law of assumption, if you ask me. Um, Verse number seven is, or no, I think we're at number six, I'm sorry, is Romans 12.2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
Um, excuse me. This is literally us stating to deny the 3D world. Deny your senses. Deny what you're seeing. Do not conform to other people's set of beliefs. Do not accept other people's opinions as your own. If someone tells you something you don't like, you can literally reject it. If someone is doing something in your reality that you don't want to accept, you don't have to. You don't have to dwell in it. You can literally deny your senses. Go into the imagination and create a new scenario. That's what the verse is saying. Don't conform to the pattern of the world. Be transformed by renewing your mind right? Shut out the rest of the world. The 3D world, honestly, guys, is dead and gone and it's irrelevant. It's the old story playing out. You don't need to be affected by it and you do not need to be reacting to it. But like we talked about, don't be a lazy reactor. Be a conscious creator, okay? Do not let the world affect who you are. You create your own reality. It's literally saying this in the freaking Bible, guys. This is ancient religious scripture talking about how to manifest and create the reality of your dreams. Why? Because that power was embedded into you. This is information that has been known forever. We might just be a little bit late to the game because we weren't taught these things growing up, right? Church is not going to say, go manifest the life of your dreams. Why would they? Church will be out of business. That's not good, right? Um, our parents don't know this stuff because they probably don't even believe in it to this point, And that's okay. It's not their fault. But we honestly, I mean, the amount of information we have at our fingertips, we know it. I can listen to these verses and know in my heart what this is telling me. And I'm sure you can too. It's really to see how these verses literally play right into the art of manifestation. There's no difference. I have yet to see a verse that we went over that is any different from manifesting. And number seven, this is very similar to number one and two that we went over, Matthew 9, 29. According to your faith, shall it be done to you? So according to the thing that you blindly believe in is what you are going to be experiencing and receiving. It shall be done unto you. It is what you are going to receive. You're going to get what you have faith in. What did we have a, a huge talk about on the podcast last week? We, had, we were talking about having the audacity to have blind faith in the things unseen in order for them to manifest. This is the same thing. We're, we're literally like going over everything we've already discussed on this podcast, but this is biblical terms, confirming, verifying that this is real. These are, I mean, guys, we don't even need the verification from religious scripture. It's just so nice to see that all this information has been right under our nose. It's just we weren't told this is how to interpret it. So if you lack the faith that you can achieve something, it's gonna remain completely out of reach. Your faith is a driving force. Just like we say the belief is like a invisible plastic substance that will draw your manifestation in, your faith in the unseen is the same exact thing. Do you believe your manifestation is here before you've seen it? You have to believe it before you see it. Don't be like the rest of the world that has to see it to believe it. Let's jump into verse 8. Corinthians 4.18. Guys, it just gets better and better. I actually love doing this. We should do Bible study more often because it really is all manifestation. Okay. Fix your eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. 
Ops mic drop, okay? This is going from 3D to 5D consciousness. Take your eyes off of the physical world. Take your eyes off of the things that you don't want to experience. Why? It's already dead and gone. It literally says here, what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. What is unseen? The 5D consciousness. That is what you are at your core. You are consciousness. If that is the most real thing that exists, if that is more real than this physical matter world that we live in, this 3D world that you can touch, see, smell, and taste and feel, if our consciousness is more real than that, why do we dwell on our physical problems? When we can go into the imaginal act and create a new scenario, that is the most real thing that exists. It's a dream faculty. The dream faculty is our imagination. Human beings are the only ones that were gifted the dream faculty. There's no other living species on earth that could occupy the imagination. Only we can. So when it's saying to fix your eyes on not what is seen, but what is unseen, it's literally saying take your eyes and your observations and shut out the 3D world. It's unnecessary. It's irrelevant. It's not needed for what you're creating. And put your eyes on what is unseen, meaning use the eyes in your imagination. What are you visualizing? What are the stories you're playing out in your mind? What are you fantasizing about? It's saying that is more real because this physical world is temporary. It's irrelevant. So what you're creating in your state of consciousness in 5D is way more real than anything physically that is already dead and gone. This is really important to know because we're allowed to deny our senses. We're allowed to take our eyes off of our problems. We're allowed to go into freaking la-la land and create better scenarios for ourselves and believe that that is what's going to play out. We don't have to dwell. We don't have to spiral. We don't have to have panic attacks. We don't have to have anxiety about every little thing going on in our reality because it's temporary. It's set and gone. It's going to go away. The best way to get rid of your problems is by taking your focus off of them. All right, verse number nine, Luke 6, 38. I know we're jumping around a lot here. Um, Give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. This is a very clear reference about the vibration that you're offering. What is the frequency that you are emitting? Think of your body, like I always say, as a radio station emitting a certain channel, a certain frequency, a certain station. Are you vibrating at the frequency of love, gratitude, and appreciation to receive those type of events and line up with them and attract the good? Or are you constantly emitting the frequency of sorrow, anger, struggle, regret, uh, anxiousness, right? To manifest more of those type of situations into your life with the law of vibration and law of increase. This is a very, very direct reference of taking care of your vibrational health, your emotional well-being, right? Emotional intelligence is so key because if we're not in control of the way that we feel, we're not in control of what we are attracting. Here's another one. I think we're on number 10 right now. Um, this is Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So it's not even telling you necessarily what you have to be forced to have faith in. It's just stating that faith 
is going to be the driving force of you receiving what you want and and having the hope and the belief more so not even the hope the straight up belief behind the things that you haven't even experienced yet so again you have to believe in it in order to see it that is manifestation it's the knowing state that you want to live in inside of your state of consciousness in your mind. The knowing being, I know it's mine, I know it's done, I know it's already been given to me, and I know it's already been granted because I made the command and I am the conscious creator of my reality. And again, these verses are going to keep repeating over and over in different ways and different terms. The amount of times the Bible is saying for you to believe in your prayers as if, You've already received them and have faith in the unseen and shut out the rest of the world and go forth and tell no one, right? Don't tell anybody. Don't tell a single person about your manifestations because they're going to talk you right out of it. That's why it says, go forth and tell no one. What you do in your mental state is between you and the creator. All of this ties in together. All of this is a clear indication clear confirmation, clear verification of what manifestation is. Biblically speaking, it's really nice to see that, no, this is not evil. This is not some, you know, random trend that people decided to make up. This is not even new age. People call this new age spirituality. It's not. It's been around since well before new age spirituality even became a coin termed as um, something that goes against Christianity or other religious practices. And again, we're only talking about the Bible here. If we go into um, a lot of different religious scripture, Buddhism, um, more specifically is, is what I'm familiar with, there is so much in there that ties into manifestation. We can do multiple episodes on this topic based on each different religion. Obviously, the reason I picked uh, Christianity is because that's how a lot of us grew up. We either grew up in a Catholic household, Christian household, or we're just a little bit more familiar with the Bible um, based on where we grew up and where we're from. But it's such a clear indication to see that because I, 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 I get kind of like so over the fact that people are like, this is evil. This is bad. You don't have that much power. Uh, you're summoning something that's dark. Uh, says who? Says your Bible? Absolutely not. It literally says to exercise the belief, exercise the faith, exercise the prayer that has been granted to you and that God's kingdom lives within you. These are all very clear indications. And again, I do not study theology. So to, I guess take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. Don't, you know, throw stones at me for addressing this. It's just, it's so obvious. It's so blatant. It's so in your face. It's hard to ignore that this has been taught forever. Like this is not new information. Believing in the unseen so things can manifest is not an evil practice. It's literally what was gifted to you and granted to you. The Bible even says all of God's riches are promised to his children. That's us. We're the children. We're here to grab the riches and the love and the abundance and the health and the wealth and the beauty and the freedom that was promised to us. There's nothing negative there's not like I just want people to get that out of their head out of their belief system and have a sigh of relief that you have the privilege to exercise your power yes you have power you have magic inside of you and it's not a bad thing
Now, let me know if you guys want me to do more episodes on this. We can touch on so many different religious scriptures that are out there that are ancient, well before our time. And I'm going to show you guys how they all tie into manifestation. Um, actually, that would be really clever for us to cover. Give me some feedback, guys. Let me know your thoughts. I would love to hear um, your input on this. And again, nothing in this episode was intended to offend anyone's uh, religious beliefs. Uh, and nor was it uh, to convince you of anything. It's more so to stretch your mind um, and to show you what's right in front of us and what's always been right in front of us. And the fact that this is really amazing. I love the fact that all this ties in together and it it just makes a person, you know, feel more free to exercise the power that they deep down know that they have inside of them. It's really, really hard to deny it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode and I will see you guys again next week on another manifestation topic with your Manifesting Bestie podcast. I love you all. I hope you have an amazing week ahead of you.